It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Emily Campagno. I'm Guy Benson. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, August 19th, 2022. I'm Evan Brown. Vladimir Putin gets the title of King Bad Guy in Russia's war and the rest of its geopolitical gambits, but he's never alone. His close circle is small, but they are powerful and influential. These propagandists are very, very effective at their job. They're highly trained in disinformation. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Vladimir Putin is conducting not only a military war against Ukraine, but also a public relations war, all while protecting his own self-interest. And he's doing it making use of an inner circle, a rogues gallery of advisors, oligarchs, media moguls, and former fellow KGB agents. And together they hold power, make policy, and perhaps most importantly for them, drive narratives. These uh, men, henchmen, as I call them, and a couple of occasional uh, women. Rebecca Koffler used to be an officer with the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency. She's now an author known for her book, Putin's Playbook, Russia's secret plan to defeat America. She has a new op-ed in the New York Post. So we have uh, the talking head, Dmitry Peskov. You, I'm sure you and your listeners know him. He's Putin's the spokesperson, right? And um, he is the type of person, as you mentioned, most of these people are sinister. But this particular person is uh, is very unique, and because he epitomizes the uh, the Russian proverb um, that goes like this: "You can kiss into his eyes, and he will say it's God's due." And what I mean by this is that um, he is so shameless and. Parroting uh, Putin's lies that uh, he can effectively, you know, as you know, they're calling the invasion of Ukraine the so-called special operation to denazify and to demilitarize uh, Ukraine. And so, if you tell this person, you know, the sky is blue, he 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 can say, "Well, no, the sky is red. Look at it; it's actually red, right?" And um, and the Russians believe that if you repeat something many many times that it actually becomes true so that's just one of the the concept the concept of the big lie if if you say it over and over again it it becomes the truth right yeah yeah exactly just like uh some of the folks in our own society you know the the famous uh collusion um hoax they kept repeating it for four years you know uh hoping that uh, it will become true and and Amazingly, some people still believe it's true, but it has been debunked many times. And uh, so that's kind of like the same approach. And uh, we have a few more of these. There are two women. Um, One of them I call the saucy uh, spokeswoman, who is uh, Maria Zaharova. 
Um, I'm certain um, your listeners know about her too. She is um, the Russian Foreign Ministry spokeswoman, and her, she is very, very powerful. Um, if you, if your listeners go on YouTube and search on uh, Maria Zaharova strawberries, they will find these incredible uh, bizarre video of this lady uh, fondling two strawberries for about three minutes to the tune of a very popular Russian song, Kalinka, uh, performed by the Red Army Choir. It is it, it is incredible. It is uh, it, it's a patriotic hysterical. song, right? It's it's not like a pop song. It's a patriotic song. Uh, like, exactly, yeah, okay. Evan. Right. And that's like and that's where like the contrast uh, comes in. So she's eating these strawberries. She's like, you know, sucking on them with her you know mouth and tongue and like very, very suggestive. And you got to understand that this lady uh, although she's actually a Russian government official, she is, um, you know, a part seductress and part warrior. Like by day, she's delivering, you know, these uh, very serious briefings. Um, again, also lying, you know, talking about um, the special operation in Ukraine and basically presenting the Russian worldview. But then by night, she is tweeting up a storm, you know, of her pictures of herself and strapless dresses you know, red lipstick, and also like in all sorts of suggestive uh, positions. So that's another um, character. Uh, so we have a whole, you know, bunch of them. And you ask how they end up again, like he selects them, um, most of them himself. You know, for example, we have Patrushev uh, here. Patrushev is the heir apparent, right? He's the head of Russia's Security Council and Putin's closest advisor. But not only has a very close ties with Putin professionally, he's actually a personal friend and their friendship dates back uh, to 1975 when both of them were part of the KGB, the Russian you know, uh, intelligence service and um, part spy agency, part you know, secret police. Uh, if you will, and they're just the two peas in the pond, you know, or evil twins of, uh, as I described them in this case, you know, both people being uh, quite evil, uh, because as we know, Putin has um, almost certainly authorized multiple assassinations uh, of his opponents, you know, poisonings, uh, and this sort of thing. And Patrushev is the same way. He, um, he basically, when he was the head of the FSB during the time when Russia was uh, waging war on Chechnya, uh, Patrushev also authorized, you know, certain targeted killings in in Chechnya. So that's kind of the broad uh, brushstrokes of uh, of these people, and the, the, there's many, many more, you know, um, of them, and very interesting uh, details that I describe uh, in my open source and intelligence analysis published in the New York Post on these uh, characters. We're speaking with Rebecca Koffler. She's a former Defense Intelligence Agency officer and also author of Putin's playbook, Russia's Secret Plan to Defeat America. She has a new op-ed in the New York Post detailing the dossiers 
of Vladimir Putin's inner circle here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. We'll have more with Rebecca straight ahead. What purpose do all of these uh, um, cohorts or for a lack of a better term, cabinet members uh, really serve. I mean, you have one woman dressing seductively and making videos of herself eating strawberries in a suggestive manner. Uh, but what is what's her real job? What does she do? What kind of tangible results for Putin's government does she does she provide? Or or maybe she doesn't. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they have to have reasons for being employed in this manner other than making videos online like that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the the top reason is that they serve in the Russian government. And this particular lady, she's a spokeswoman uh, and she's a quite effective one. And how do we know that she's effective? We know that uh, because she's a very uh, you know, v- very effective propagandist, right? The Russian people, fully support Putin, his approval rating is still in the 80s. Any, you know, foreign leader, any Western leader, specifically including Joe Biden himself, can only dream of such uh, ratings. But that also includes Putin's uh, operation in Ukraine. Most Russians support that. So these propagandists uh, are very, very effective at their job. They're highly trained in disinformation. Um, Disinformation is conducted at the state level. It's the Russian statecraft, right? It's part of the whole deception. It's not only targeting their own domestic population, but also uh, world population, especially intelligence, Western intelligence services, they're trying to confuse us. For example, um, so what we have uh, right now over in Zaporozhye, you know, the um, the nuclear power plant that both Russia and Ukraine are accusing each other of shelling. Right. Um, and potentially what we have here is the risk of a Chernobyl style nuclear disaster. Are brewing, but the Russians are uh, just planted in multiple, multiple um, publications a story how Ukrainians are getting ready to stage a provocation and stage a nuclear disaster and then blame Russia for it. And that was in the run up of the visit by the United Nations um, chief to inspect the facility. And uh, most Western governments are calling on Russia to basically withdraw from that facility because there's a truly a, a, a big risk right now. But this is exactly what these characters do. You know, another one, we have Margarita Simonyan. She is um, also very, very close to Putin. She's actually the editor-in-chief of RT, which is Russia's uh, global network of television channels, websites, and social uh, media accounts that broadcast to non-Russian speaking audiences, right? In several languages, including English. And so this is Putin's pet project. And the whole idea behind this project is to present the Kremlin's, you know, worldview to 
influence the Western audiences to favorably predispose them towards Russian policy and strategy. And again, they're very effective. And I myself can tell you, um, Erben, when I, you know, as you know, I'm a former DIA intelligence officer. And when I traveled for work, let's say in various, you know, parts of the world, especially in Europe, if you um, check in into the hotel, you get into your room, you turn on the TV, the, guess which channel pops up first? It was Russia Today. And um, um, Putin even renamed it or orchestrated like the whole change, you know, this was created by an executive order. order. And then eventually, originally it was Russia Today, but then eventually was renamed to RT to conceal their affiliation, right? And so Western audiences uh, look at it and they think it's a legitimate uh, source of news, but it's really not, right? Well, there it's a, there it's was a, for a while RT America that people were watching and that American journalists were working for. And it, it, the, I believe the operation is shuttered, but uh, RT internationally is still operating. Exactly. And so that's how they uh, achieve uh, perception of legitimacy is because they do hire American journalists um, and some retired figures, for example, um, Oh, my goodness. Uh, Larry King, right, was working for them. And uh, what they also do is they take interviews from U.S. politicians who don't really understand whom they are talking to exactly. They're just thinking they're talking to a legitimate um, journalist. And then they take out of the context what is said and they put it in a negative anti-American context. And again, I remember one uh, congresswoman, I think from Georgia, I was stunned when she was criticizing the United States. This was years ago, okay? And, uh, and, and, and then you have all these English speaking people. And so you think that's legitimate you know, um, uh, TV station, and it's not. So they're very deceptive. They're very creative, and uh, it works for them because they manage to deceive. You know, perhaps not the Western audiences, but the rest of the world. You know, minus the West, they're not Putin's. You know, they view Putin as a legitimate leader, believe it or not. And he's capitalizing right now on relationships with China, with North Korea, Iran. You know, Taliban. Taliban uh, offered today uh, raisins and medicinal herbs to Russia in exchange for oil. Okay, um, so these people are very, very um, in, um, creative. It, it, yeah, and there's also still, even though RT America is no longer uh, operating, I think the radio Sputnik is still heard on a number of American radio stations, which is another state-run uh, Russian organization. Uh, and, and so all this is coming from that inner circle that Putin keeps around him of propagandists and and uh, and some very brutal state actors, you know, uh, uh, intelligence types as well. Yes. So, for example, if you take Ramzan Kadyrov, I call him the second-generation psychophant, um, he is actually uh, deploying four brigades into Ukraine to fight on behalf of uh, Russia. And these are very brutal characters, okay? One of the things, you know, crazy things that uh, he said 
um, is he's waiting for Putin's order to blow Western countries to smithereens. And this is not just rhetoric. I mean, he, these people, again, are vicious. They are on the hunt for Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky, you know, uh, highly likely targeting him for assassination. You know, so there are various practical reasons why Putin keeps uh, these characters around him, not the least of which is uh, some of them are holding his, not necessarily these particular ones, but some of the oligarchs, some of uh, his family members are keeping some of uh, Putin's money. This is why this is very difficult for us to, uh, even though we're targeting his circle with sanctions, Putin himself is shielded by virtue of having his wealth spread out across multiple accounts with other people. And so these oligarchs are making a lot of money. They are, um, effectively own a lot of uh, state, quasi-state companies, you know, like Rasneft. Um, so, so it's a whole, it's a, it's a mafia, <laughs> I wanted to say without a crime, but it's actually mafia with a crime. <laughs> so Rebecca Koffler, former Defense Intelligence Agency uh, officer and author of yet another very intriguing look at uh, the Russia situation with Ukraine and, and, and sharing her expertise in the New York Post. Thank you so much for being with us once again on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on Fox Rundown. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.